Hello, this is Michael Felsher. I am a uh, frequent guest on Geek Fights, and uh, I have been asked by Damon Shaw to give a sort of impromptu movie review here tonight. Uh, it is the night of June 7th. I'm here in Royal Oak, Michigan, uh, in front of the Imagine Royal Oak Theater. I'm about an hour away from going inside and seeing the uh, midnight show of Ridley Scott's Prometheus, which officially opens tomorrow, June 8th. I uh, got here a little early so I could kind of uh, talk a little bit about the movie uh, ahead of time, kind of what my expectations are for it, or my lack of expectations of are for it, and also just to see if uh, this little experiment goes over well. You know, basically what I want to try and do is just talk a little bit about the sort of the everything leading up to seeing this movie tonight, and then I'll come back on once the movie is done and talk about what I thought of it, kind of give you a, like a first reaction, you know, my first impression of what I just saw. Because I have a feeling this is going to be a film that is going to divide people pretty evenly down the middle. Uh, so far, I mean, there's just been so much press and so many trailers and clips and interviews online, especially in the last few days, uh, that I actually did a, a self-imposed moratorium, and I have not watched any of the new clips or interviews or photos or anything for Prometheus pretty much since about Tuesday, or actually, actually it was like Monday night. I just said enough's enough. You know, and for those of you who aren't familiar, and I, I gotta believe that anyone listening to this knows what Prometheus is and what the the deal is and the importance of it. But basically, this is Ridley Scott's, director Ridley Scott's first return to science fiction since Blade Runner 30 years ago. Actually, exactly 30 years ago in 1982. And before that, his film prior to that had been Alien in 1979. What I like about Ridley Scott's films in general, and not just Alien and Blade Runner, He's not afraid to explore some very weighty themes in his work. His first film, The Duelist, he did pretty close to when he turned 40 years old. He actually got what would be considered sort of a late start. Because he's actually, I believe he's 75 years old uh, this year. And to have directed a film like Prometheus, which is a, a huge budgeted film, and yet at the same time seems to be very much a personal statement from him. This is not going to be... Ridley Scott's Transformers, basically what I'm saying. But anyway, uh, he's he's coming back now to science fiction after 30 years. In between then, he's done everything from thrillers to historical dramas to historical action to war films to sort of dark comedy to light comedy. I mean, he's done pretty much every genre that there is to do. And some have been more successful than others, but most of the time he's really hit a lot of home runs. But fans have been clamoring for him to, to get back to science fiction because when you, you know when you do Alien and Blade Runner right out of the gate, you want more of that. And he's, and I gotta admire him. He's, you know, he hasn't jumped back in it just for the sake of it. He seems to have waited for the particular time to uh, not only delve back into science fiction, but to do something that apparently is connected to Alien. And it was originally going to start off as an Alien prequel. Uh, this developed for quite a few years as, a, as something that was going to tell the story about how that ship ended up on LV-426, who that creature was in the big chair, it came to be known as a space jockey, 
how did he end up there? Who was he or it? How did the alien get inside him? How did the aliens end up on the ship? It was going to answer, or purportedly it was going to answer a lot of those questions. Well, at some point in the process, Ridley Scott decided, that's all well and good, but I want to be free to tell a different story. I want to I want to free things up. I want it can be connected to the alien universe but not be a direct prequel. It's not going to lead right into the events of Alien. And from all indications are there's a lot of iconography present from the first Alien also present in this movie. But how does it link up? I don't know. I've heard that it's very connected to Alien in some ways and in other ways not at all. I would have to say this was the movie for the, this summer that I was looking forward to the most. One, because I am curious about its connection to Alien. I mean, Alien was a, a formative film for me uh, growing up for a variety of reasons. And I'm fascinated by seeing what they've done, how they've recreated. You know, the, the space jockey clearly appears in this film. That ship appears again in this film. Whether it's the same ship, again, I don't know yet. But it, it, it clearly there is there is DNA that is being passed between these two films, and yet what I'm also really excited about is the possibility that Ridley Scott is going to do something completely different with this. That he's he has somehow convinced the studio to plug you know hundreds of millions of dollars and tons of promotion into essentially a new start, just a whole new crazy idea that isn't going to have some alien with, you know, super crazy jaws popping out and, you know, killing people and eggs and flying facehuggers and shit. You know, you're spending a lot of a lot of money to try to attract a major audience. I mean, you don't open a film like this on June 8th in the middle of the summer if you're not hoping to get a lot of butts in the seats. And I have a feeling, just based on, and this is not based on anything aside from just sort of the, kind of reading the tea leaves, the... This is going to divide people. I don't think this is going to be necessarily a sort of mainstream roller coaster ride. I think he's creating the look and the feel of the film so far. It's exuding sort of a a cool, almost cold-blooded feel. And I don't know how it's going to play on screen. I have dropped all my expectations completely. I have no list of there. I have no checklist going into this picture. It doesn't have to connect the dots to Alien. It doesn't have to answer any questions unsol- you know, unanswered by that first movie. I don't have to walk out of this know- having to know what the space jockey was or how the aliens were first created or anything. I'm willing to accept this film on its own merits. I- I'm-, I'm-, I'm just going to just let it, just experience it for what it is. And we'll just see. I think I've rambled on enough, but you know it's it, it's it's going to be interesting to see when I, the next time I turn on this recorder, I will have seen the movie, and uh, you may hear a very different tone in my voice, or uh, yeah, who knows? But but what I I will say this: depending on how I feel or how I want to discuss the movie, I may feel the need to be kind of spoilery. I don't want to be that. Way and I'm not going to just come here and start rattling off all the movie secrets, but there may be certain things that I'm going to have to bring up in order to discuss the movie properly. If that's the case, I will preface my comments by saying big spoiler alert ahead. So I'm not going to just jump into it without letting you know 
because that wouldn't be fair to anyone seeing this movie because I'm literally here at the first screening of the picture. So, uh, so it's uh, about 11.15 now. Sometime in about three hours or so, probably maybe a little longer, I will uh, report back and you will hear my thoughts on Ridley Scott's Prometheus, which, as I said, opens here in about 45 minutes, officially on June 8th. 2012. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the Okay, it is 2.12 a.m. I just walked out of the screening of Prometheus here at the Imagine in Royal Oak. Uh, and I felt it was best to just go ahead and get my thoughts down now while they're still fresh in my mind. Uh, they may be a little bit rambling and kind of all over the place. Uh, just because, you know, I just literally finished seeing the movie, so I don't necessarily have a firm hold on everything right now, but um, I am going to probably get a little spoilery. There are going to be some plot points I might delve into a little bit, but I'm not going to get uh, too super spoilery, but uh, just wanted to prepare you. So if you don't want to, really don't want any kind of information whatsoever, you might want to listen to this uh, after you see the movie. And you, you definitely should see this movie. Uh, I know I liked it. I know I liked it quite a bit, actually, but it's an awful lot to take in. This is a, an extremely ambitious movie. Essentially, if you had to boil down what the movie's about, it's really about the search for humanity's beginnings. It's about really about finding where we come from. Uh, the lead character is played by Numi Rapace from the uh, original Girl with a Dragon Tattoo trilogy. She's uh, She plays Dr. Shaw on this, and basically the, the plot is she and uh, her, her partner, also a scientist, uh, have decided to go and... Uh, inter they've interpreted these symbols that they found all from all different regions around the world, and they have realized that it's almost like a, a map. Through the funding of the Wayland Corporation which, if you're an Alien fan, you will recognize that name from the Wayland yutani Corporation featured in the, uh, the Alien Saga. But since this takes place many, many, many years before, uh, Utani has not quite come along yet. If I have any criticism of the film right now, it's that there are 17 crew members aboard the Prometheus, which is the ship that, this name of the ship that goes to this planet to figure out... Uh, who these people are that engineered humanity, so it seems, uh, we don't get to know a lot of them very well. And I think with 17 people on board, there'd be no way to know all of them. But there, it does seem like, and there's really no way to know this, but I, I, at least not now, uh, it does seem like there are probably some character moments that were left out of the picture. Because uh, there's, there's some characters that pop back up who you recognize and you feel that you should know more about them, but they just kind of go in and out. This movie is 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 not simplistic at all. It, it has sort of the monster movie tropes at a few times, and it's it sort of, like I said, it, it echoes, does some wonderful job of echoing some of the uh, the classic 
imagery that you saw in Alien, but it does some incredibly different things with it. Um, this is a, a, much more of a, a pure science fiction film than I think Alien was. Alien, in many ways, was sort of a a monster movie in space. This one explores much heavier material. I mean, basically, everyone's looking for, you know, who created the humanity. And yet, the, the, the Dr. Shaw character that Rapace plays is uh, a very, you know, faithful person. She wears this cross around her neck, and she's... She's torn by the, you know, the findings that she's coming across, and yet her she still believes in in God. So the movie the movie is extremely admirable in that it does it, this isn't just some big science fiction uh you know light show with a couple monsters in it. Uh and whether it's entirely successful in getting a lot of that across I don't know if I know yet. Um I need to first of all I'm going to need to see it again. And secondly, it's so much information is thrown at you uh, very quickly in this film, but it doesn't feel rushed. It's just, it's kind of like having a, a four-course meal over the course of just, you know, a half an hour. It, that, that's how I feel right now. Maybe more of it will sink in later. But it's immaculately composed. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful-looking films that I've seen in quite some time. I mean, just the the real-life locations that they used blended with seamless CGI work, I mean, in model work. I'm sure a lot of it was model work. I'm sure a lot of it was CGI. Uh, it's just gorgeous. This is one of uh, probably, I mean, it's hard to say, but I would say this is probably Ridley Scott's most striking visual creation since Blade Runner. And it's it's just an amazing world he's created here. And some of it feels very, it feels very gritty and very real. And yet at the same time, very futuristic. It's, it's, it's that, that's a very hard combination to pull off. And he does it immensely well here. He keeps his movie moving at a, at a very strong pace. I feel like I, in the last half of the picture, maybe the last quarter of it, there's some stuff that gets passed over. I'd be interested to see if there is any other... If there are some deleted scenes that originally were maybe fleshed out, some stuff that happens in the last quarter of the picture, um, and then it's it just it's it's very it's very creepy, very unsettling, and I I think that this is a wonderful addition to the alien mythology without really being a part of it, and there has been obviously the movie in a way sets up the possibility of there being another Prometheus film or another film in this particular series. Uh, I've heard rumors that they want to do an actual trilogy. If this is successful, that would explore the next step in the saga. If there is in fact one Now, the way this movie ends, you don't need to have a sequel. I think where it answers enough questions about its own particular universe and its own particular goals. And 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 its connection to Alien is made, I think, very, very clear about, you know, midway through the picture, you kind of get a sense of, okay, so that that's why that ends up being the way it is. And if, if nothing else solves it for you, the last shot of the picture definitely seals the deal. And I'm glad they put that in there. I've heard some people who really don't like the last little bit that they show in the movie. 
I actually did because it's a fascinating sort of evolutionary step you get to see. And Scott then lets you put the rest of the pieces together in your own head, and yet he's left room for more story to tell should there, you know, he decide to do it or should this movie be successful. Will this movie be successful? Based on the people that I was observing and listening to as on as I was leaving, and by the way, this screening was pretty packed, so it, it's going to have a pretty good opening weekend, I think. Uh, I think this movie is going to split people right down the middle. I really, as I felt going in, I think it actually is going to split people pretty much right down the middle. There were people who were, I could tell, really engaged by the the questions and the uh, the ideas that this movie brought up, and then there were other people who were like. Well, I didn't get... How's that the alien? You know, it was it was interesting. It was... Uh, and yet I heard some very intelligent discussion about... Well, how could that be? I mean, it was, it was inspiring a lot of discussion. I'll give it that. But there did seem to be some people who just kind of walked out going, Well, it looked nice. And it's like, okay. You know, I could... But it, it's... But it, it plays... I think I said going in it felt kind of cold-blooded or kind of chilly, and it's funny, because even the 20th Century Fox logo is in a very cool shade of blue, so it, it establishes that tone right from the beginning, and um, it's, it is kind of, I don't want to say antiseptic, that's not the right word, but it's it's got a very, very chilly palette at times, and it's almost uh, clinical sometimes, and it's in the way it, it plays out, and I, I, I I actually dug that. I, I I dug the fact that this is not a film that uh, tried to hit the obvious buttons at times. Um, and in the end, is it, does it satisfy my expectations for Ridley Scott's new sci-fi statement? I would say absolutely it did. Um, it's going to take multiple viewings for me to really get a handle on this. Uh, I think that the movie has some problems. It, there, it's mostly because, and this is a problem with a lot of ambitious films, especially in the sci-fi genre. You want to cram in as many ideas as you can. You want to hit as many different and unique concepts as you possibly can. But at the same time, you only have a couple hours to do it. So it's like, you know, you, you got to sacrifice a little bit of cohesion at times. And at the same time, I don't know if a longer version of this movie would necessarily be better. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to, it's going to be interesting to, to later on watch the Blu-ray and listen to Scott's commentary and kind of figure out where they developed certain things and why they felt they need to move from one part to the next. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting film. This is, uh, uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I know that it's one of those films, I know I liked it, but again, it's just, it's, it's like, Someone stirred the pot, and I can't get a, I can't get a uh, an idea of everything that's in the pot until the water settles down. So I gotta I gotta take some time on this. But uh, those are my initial reactions. If you're into science fiction, if you're a fan of Ridley Scott, if you've even liked any of the Alien movies, or if you just like films that have an actual brain in them and are trying to tell something much more important and have clearly a lot more ambition, you have to see Prometheus. It's it, just for the spectacle of it. It is an amazingly well-made film. and uh, But I don't know. Will you like it or not? That is 
that is going to depend on the individual. This, this is not a film like when I walk out of the Avengers. It's like, if you don't like this, there's something fucking wrong with you. With this, I don't know. I really don't know. This is going to be very... I'm, gonna, I'm fascinated to find out what a lot of my, uh, my friends think of this. Because uh, it, it's, I don't know how some of them are going to react. I don't know. But uh, so just to basically to sum up, very well made, beautifully filmed, tautly directed, very intelligently cre- created. Uh, the script, the dialogue is very strong. It's actually sparing at times and yet very wordy at other times. It, 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 but it finds a very even mix. I didn't feel it was too choppy, really. Uh, the performances, again, are just across the board, very, very strong. And I, I look forward to seeing it again. Uh, you should note, I saw the 2D version because uh, I, due to uh, a, a defect in my left eye uh, since birth, uh, my sight is compromised to the effect that uh, 3D does not work for me. So I can't, 3D just doesn't matter to me. So I, uh, all I took in was the 2D version. And from what I understand, this movie was shot in 3D. So apparently, and at least I've heard from a few other people, that the 3D in this movie actually does really work for those of you who are into that sort of thing. So based on, but just visually speaking, I saw the 2D version and I was blown away with it. So there you go. It is now 2.28, which means I've been talking for an obscenely long time. Uh, The parking lot has cleared out and uh, I'm going to go home. So enjoy Prometheus or don't. You know, I don't really give a fuck, um, you know, but I hope that, uh, hope I've said a couple of things that you find interesting. Oh, and on a, per, on a, on a, on an unrelated note, and this is something I've noticed at other theaters too, especially theaters that have ushers with the signed seating and everything, not just the luxury seating, but your ticket comes with an actual place that you have to fucking sit. People start getting to the goddamn theater on time. Because they were seating people and showing people their fucking seats 20 minutes into the movie. I mean, like, people walking up, standing up, checking tickets, like, right in front of me. Get to the fucking theater on time. It's a goddamn midnight show. Why are you wandering in there at 12.30? Okay? Just show the fuck up on time and stop bothering everybody else because it was a serious distraction for the first 20 or 30 minutes of the film because there are ushers and flashlights and people and talking and blah, blah, blah. Knock that shit off. If you're going to come to a goddamn midnight show, especially, you know when the goddamn movie starts. It's not like there's traffic. Get the fuck there before midnight. Sit the fuck down and enjoy the goddamn movie. Thank you very much and have a good night.